Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to discuss how in-cab technology and driver coaching can help fleets optimize fuel efficiency and improve safety. It's clear that driver performance is an important variable for a fleet's overall fuel economy and risk profile. But how can telematics data and in-cab coaching empower drivers to be at their best? And how can fleets effectively coach drivers to help them reach their full potential? We'll set out to answer those questions in this episode. But before we begin, I'd like to invite you to keep up to date on this topic and other important industry issues by subscribing to Transport Topics at ttn.ws slash ttsubscribe. You can also text ttsubscribe to 571-622-0001. And now, to learn more about optimizing driver performance, I'm excited to welcome Guy Broderick, Safety and Training Supervisor at Crisco Transportation. Thanks for joining us, Guy. Thank you for the invite, sir. So just to give us a start here, uh, you know, provide us with a, an overview of how Crisco trains and coaches its drivers to be as safe and fuel efficient as possible. So just maybe just start with the basics, you know, and, and how do you guys really focus on helping drivers be at their best? Well, here at uh, Crisco, we are, we are big believers in technology. And the, the current platform that we are using is uh, from Isaac Instruments. And we have a lot of, uh, we've seen a lot of benefits from uh, the use of Isaac and in regards to how we can train drivers and how we can coach drivers. And some of the, the biggest factors that I see in the training aspect is the fact that we have uh, onboard video forward facing cameras. And we use those to train drivers in everything from accident prevention to accident avoidance, to kind of doing a full investigation on accidents. So we can take those videos and actually show people what they might have done right, what they might have done wrong, as well as using the coaching aspect of the Isaac platform to coach our drivers to get better fuel economy and to basically teach them to be better drivers. And maybe just go a little bit further on how you're using this in-cab technology you know, and having that fit into your overall driver coaching and training program is one thing to have the technology, you know, another to really, you know, implement it and, and use it in your, your coaching and, and training regimen. Well, it all starts out with our drivers when they enter our program and they go through a two to three day orientation program where they're ba basically being taught the, the basics of how the program works. And depending on their experience level, they will go off with an in-cab trainer. And that in-cab trainer not only shows them how the program works, but how it integrates with the truck's ECM and how it produces the data that we're looking for that we analyze. And all of our drivers are part of the Isaac Coach program. And we've seen some real benefits. And I'll quote a couple of uh, older drivers within our company and uh, some of them 
have openly said to me, and I, I've said this before in different uh, other interviews, but it, it's it's a, a thing that really kind of holds true for us. That uh, I remember we had two drivers in our Ingleside terminal, and uh, they one really understood the program, why we are doing it, and the other one was of the mentality: I've been doing this for forty years. There's no way a truck is going to teach me how to drive. So with the help of our other driver, he kind of encouraged the, the, the driver that was kind of negative to the program. And oh, within a month and a half, the two drivers, they were competing against each other, who was going to get the best score numbers, who was going to get the best fuel mileage, who was getting the better speed gauge score number, and who was getting the Isaac uh, scorecard numbers. And these two drivers, they literally created this competition and I guess the biggest benefit that I've seen is we've taken a driver that was very negative to the program. We've shown him, and it's not just like we quickly show, showed him how the program works. We really sat down with him and we said, look, this is exactly how the program works. We don't want to lie about anything. We don't want to sugarcoat it. We just tell drivers the program's here. We use it to monitor a whole list of uh, items. We need you to be within that list of items. And it took a little bit of time, but the fact is the end result is his speeding was down. The way he was driving, the truck did teach him how to drive. The platform that we used did teach him how to drive. And the numbers were there in the end that it proved that it worked. And that was only for two drivers out of the 380 that we have. Yeah, I do hear that uh, sometimes from, you know, safety managers and, and fleet managers that, you know, having some drivers who uh, become, you know, advocates for your technology adoption, you know, really goes a long way uh, toward, you know, other, you know, uh, drivers in the organization seeing the value. And uh, interesting example of how, you know, that, that competition and, and gamification can, can help exactly everybody it. be better, right? If you turn into a little bit of a competition. It, That's exactly it. You know, there's, there's always room for improvement. And, you know, when you're, you know, seeing how you stack up against the, the next person, you know, it kind of adds a little bit of extra uh, incentive. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. So along that, uh, you know, train of thought, uh, what are some other, you know, really effective ways that you found to, to really improve driver uh, safety and prevent risky driving behaviors? You know, you gave some examples already, but what do you find, you know, really moves the needle the most? And, and well, uh, let's go back to our video camera system. It's, uh, it's um, in our daily plan with our safety department that uh, within our group of people, we all study those videos. And we're looking for different things in the videos that indicate risky behavior, whether they're people are changing lanes abruptly, people are bad actions on the highway, whatever the case may be. And as soon as we identify problems like that, we will bring that driver in. We will sit them down. We'll watch the videos with them. And then we'll explain to them firsthand, hey, this is why what you're doing is wrong. This is why what you're doing can lead to an accident. And people are a little bit different when they see it's their view from behind the steering wheel. And they now know that the entire safety department has seen that view. And in other cases, we'll look at uh, situations if a driver is getting a lot of hard brakes, a lot of hard turns, it indicates that on our platform that we use, 
And we'll take that driver and we'll say, look, you're turning too hard or you're, you're hitting the brakes too hard, right? And we'll kind of more dive in depth to how the driver is actually reacting to certain circumstances. And sometimes it may take a, a little bit of a road test. We had a situation where we saw something that wasn't, uh, it didn't lead to an accident, but it just showed that the, the driver was distracted looking at something on the side of the road. And we said, you know what? We're not happy at what we saw. We bring the driver in, we explain everything, we show them the video, and then we make arrangements to do another uh, road test with that driver just to make sure that they realize that, hey, my actions are being watched by not just one person, but by a whole team of people. And we've seen a lot of positive reaction to that. And on top of the Isaac platform, we use another program called Speed Gauge, which is a speed monitoring program. And uh, we've seen incredible results with some drivers. Uh, we have a, it's based on a scoring system. Uh, for our corporate fleet, the scoring system is a, a benchmark number of 750. The highest you can get is 850. And we've had some drivers that had low numbers. And when they, they see how we monitor the pro program, and how we're looking at this, like I get two emails a day, three a week, and then I get a full report at the end of the month, how our drivers have scored. And if a driver is kind of lower on the scale, once again, we will bring them in if we need to put them through some online training uh, uh, to get them to lower their speed so they don't have that heavy foot, we will do that. And, you know, uh, Kind of digging in a little bit further on the the fuel economy side of uh, you know, driver training and driver performance, you know, of course that can be tricky because there are so many different factors that influence fuel efficiency, right? I mean, it's the equipment itself. You know, having you know late model equipment that tends to be more fuel efficient than than older vehicles. You know, aerodynamics play a factor. Uh, tire management is a a big factor for for you know real world fuel economy, but. You know, usually uh, what I hear is that probably number one on the list is how the driver operates the vehicle. First off, do you agree with that? And uh, just how impactful is driver performance, you know, compared with some of those other factors? Well, I think the big factor that a lot of people kind of negate in fuel economy, it's the kind of loads that you're pulling. Now, Crisco is a very diversified fleet where we both run container units. We run uh, container train units, as well as Tritum trailers here in Ontario and uh, uh, tandem trailers down in the US. Uh, all of our equipment is spec for aerodynamics. Like we, we cut everything down to cut the amount of fuel that we're actually using, but a lot of it is based on how a driver drives. So that's the lovely thing about the Isaac coach tool that we use is the drivers are looking at the the shifting the the way how hard they're pushing on the accelerator all those factors when you mix that it, it, it we've seen positive results for it and uh, of course it's also important you know to if you're you know gauging how your drivers are performing is important to take all those factors into consideration you know what kind of load are you hauling right you yep. know you get a better score just because you're you know deadheading or or you know hauling a, a light load um, exactly. Right. And that, that's a lovely thing. Uh, well, I think if anybody's going to be researching uh, this kind of uh, program to use within their fleet, they need to have a program where people can actually see right hands on what the kind of score that they're getting. Because you're, you're right. Sometimes we have like we move a lot of cheese product here in Ontario. Those are all done on Tritum trailers. 
that's not going to get the same fuel economy as someone that's taking a tandem load out to the Midwest or someone that's driving through the mountains of Pennsylvania, right? It's, it's, those are all different factors. And what's the lovely thing about the program that we use is drivers can see firsthand at the end of the month, hey, my fuel economy improved. Oh, hey, my fuel economy went down. Hmm, I wonder why. Yeah, and uh, I think that sometimes we think of you know safety and you know fuel economy as as two separate categories, two separate priorities. But uh, you know what I hear you know in general is that safe driving typically goes hand in hand with fuel efficient driving as well. Uh, from what you see uh, in the real world, at your fleet, uh, how well do those two you know both important priorities uh, go hand in hand as you train your drivers? A hundred percent. I've said this comment before, and my uh, my father was never a truck driver, never worked in transportation. But one of the things that he taught me when I was like at 16 learning how to drive a car is you never do jackrabbit starts at a traffic light. and You always pace yourself between the lights because you got to think about your fuel economy, right? Well, we teach the same thing to our truck drivers, right? You don't want to put your foot into it right at the lights. You want to watch how the truck is shifting. Now with our trucks, 90% of our fleet is automatic, right? We do have uh, some manual transmissions in the fleet, but primarily we do spec our trucks out with automatic transmissions. But even though it's an automatic, it's how you're driving it will have a direct reflection on your fuel economy. So we teach people that in our we have an amazing driver uh, a team of uh, over-the-road trainers, and they will teach new drivers because, let's face it, people, when they're going through school, learning how to drive, that's it's real world, but it's not real world, right? They're not teaching you to go up and down the mountains in PA. They're not teaching you how to crest a hill or how to pace yourself going down a hill. So that's why our training team teaches those drivers, and they teach them the different techniques to get that good fuel economy. Now, shifting gears here a, a little bit, I want to talk a little bit more about the you know the coaching side of uh, you know, of the business, and uh, of course, you know you you've already mentioned and, and discussed the importance of uh, drivers understanding that the safety team, that the, the whole organization cares about safety. You're you're focused on how the drivers are performing, and you know they know that, but you know, when you do have a driver who's underperforming, uh, how do you find, you know, is, is the best way to coach them in a way that's constructive, that, you know, inspires them to improve, um, and it doesn't just feel like they're being punished? Because, uh, you know, of course, you um, also hope that the driver, you know, is at their best and, and stays with the organization, uh, especially given the you know, labor challenges that are all over the yep. you know, widespread in the trucking industry. So just take us through, you know, your thoughts on how to make that coaching process constructive rather than you know, punitive. Well, I'll give you uh, a few examples on uh, from the, the coaching side of the platform that we use. Whenever I bring a driver in, when we see them, like the mileage side of the business, that is kind of not that it's uncontrollable, but because we pull a variety of different loads, you can't really fully control that part of it because a driver might pull a 50,000 pound load one week and a 20,000 pound load the next week, right? But where we can control things and really directly control things is on idling, 
right? We have technology in our trucks that we have multiple battery packs in our trucks that are, the system is there to run the air conditioning, run the heater system to bring that truck's idle time down to zero. And what's nice about the scorecard system that we use, it actually measures the idle time beyond five minutes and it actually measures the fuel. So the way I find teaching drivers is to give them as much information as possible. So we'll go back in the scorecard system. And if someone is really kind of underperforming on a whole bunch of areas, like it could be from a, the way the scorecard is, because we see that they've had a lot of hard braking, a lot of hard turns and everything. We'll bring them in and we'll show them not just one or two videos. We'll show them a whole series of videos on their driving habits. Then we'll go back months, not just days, months into their program to say, hey, this is how you scored back in December. We had our talk in December. You told me that you were going to change. Here's the results for January. Here's the results for February. And we do the exact same thing with speed gauge. I, and I find with working with that program, I will sit with a driver. I explain everything. We have nothing to hide. I will go back six months in that raw data showing them how they, when they make an improvement, how it really shows a benefit to them. It gets their scores up. And we've had some incredible success stories on that side of our uh, speed monitoring because it's coaching. You're coaching people not to be driving at excessive speeds. Now, all of our trucks here in Ontario, as you know, the speed limit here is 100 kilometers an hour, which equals, or, and the governed speed is 105. With our trucks that drive down in the States, some people say, well, the speed limit, I can actually drive faster in, say, Texas, because it's more of a wide open state, but our trucks are still governed at 105. And it doesn't matter for owner operators and company drivers, everybody's governed at 105. But with the speed side of the monitoring the program, as soon as that truck goes beyond that, say, 105, 106, 107, with our platform, it actually sends the speeds back to Isaac two times a second, which is phenomenal that it does that. And you really get a, an idea of people's driving habits by looking at those numbers on a daily basis. Hello, Roadside listeners. Dan Ronan here from Transport Topics. I'm here to tell you about our new extended cuts of the Road Signs podcast. If you like what you learn here, I think you're going to really love this. So what is the Road Signs extended cut? Well, instead of ending the recording and saying our guest farewells, we're keeping our expert guests around for an extra one or two questions to gather a deeper, fuller picture of the influential topics in transportation. We capture that insight and convert it into a printable download that will help you navigate the latest trucking trends and guide your next business decision. Considering the easy, linkable, and printable format, you can keep the extended cut for your next big meeting, send it to your friends and colleagues, or pack it up for your next big conference. So how do you get the latest download? Well, it's real simple. Visit ttn.ws forward slash extended cut. That's ttn.ws forward slash extended cut. How do you decide which drivers you know, or, you know, really should receive some additional training, some additional attention. Of course, you have all these drivers 
you want to focus your efforts on the ones who, who really need to improve the most. Uh, are you mostly looking for them, you know, the ones that drop below a certain benchmark yes. you know, in the scorecards? Yep. And you know, how do you just focus in on those, those well, drivers and concentrate? If we're seeing a lot of uh, video uh, on a particular truck, right, and it's kind of disturbing video where, like, you know what, they're not paying attention, they're blowing past ramps or whatever the case may be, we will definitely bring them in for that. We'll sit them down and we'll watch the videos, right? We don't... Uh, we don't just come down on people because that's not going to get you the ultimate better results, right? In any kind of safety program, you have to have full disclosure of how the program works and how we monitor it. And I sit down with every driver, right? Whether it's uh, me doing it here at our Mississauga office or our team at Prescott, uh, our head office, doing it up there. Every driver can be sat down and we can educate them. The whole role of a safety department, in my opinion, it's not just to monitor and come down on people. It's it's an education point of view because some people may have come from a fleet where that wasn't monitored or it was very lax in the monitoring of it. And it doesn't matter here at Crisca as well as any other company within the KTG, KTG group of companies. All of our safety managers and safety supervisors, we all have the same philosophy and that's put down by our director of safety that we want to have our drivers be the best drivers out on the road. And to do that, it's not just coming down on them when they make a mistake, it's educating them so they don't make that mistake. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I did briefly mention this earlier, but, you know, it's no secret to really anybody in our industry that, uh, you know, driver recruiting and retention, you know, are a major challenge for the industry, have been for a long time. Uh, you know, it's always a, a bit of a struggle, uh, especially in, you know, the truckload space, you know, a lot of, a lot of turnover. Uh, you know, have you found that Crisca's approach to driver coaching, to in-cab technology has made a difference in your driver turnover rates or uh, recruiting efforts? You know, because you would think that that would have uh, some link on that to that as well. Well, there's an interesting kind of scenario when it comes to that, right? Like, we all know that our industry has an aging workforce, right? The best way to combat that problem is to bring younger people into the industry. And what I've always found, and I, I used to do presentations on the industry many years ago, and one of the things that I always found interesting to talk about, especially with younger people, like younger adults, people in their early 20s, um, why it's need to get into transportation and trucking was to talk about technology because you know you you've been writing on the industry for a number of years the things that we see in our trucks today we now see in our cars so that technology that's in your car like the whole adaptive uh, radar systems that we have in our cars like every car you buy out there has that well that technology was brought into the trucking industry years ago so having that opportunity to talk about the industry and how it's not just like so many people have this thought process. Oh, my, my grandfather's trucking industry. Well, that's gone by the wayside. Like trucking is technology. And when you see what is out there, whether it's being tested in Canada, Europe, the U S Australia, different parts of the world, trucking really does have some fascinating technology and that what a great way of bringing young people into the industry is to talk about how 
your truck is, how we can pinpoint where it is. Like just on the satellite system, we can see what your speed is because the truck is letting us know two times a second. Like that's remarkable technology. And then when you get into the whole aspect of dash cameras and how we kind of incorporate that into a training program to take an accident scene that we our drivers may have been involved in or something that their camera has witnessed, how we can teach people using technology I find it fascinating, and I'm a very strong believer in it. Yeah, and I think that uh, there is something you know to that. There's a you know, maybe a industry wide you know maybe messaging or recruiting you know effort that can come about uh, based on you know how technology is changing the industry, and that is something that you know it's you know, of course younger people you know, have lived their whole lives with you know technology that perhaps we haven't all lived with you know. Uh, I'm kind of like right on the cusp of the, you know, Gen X millennial generation myself. So I do kind of remember a little bit of a time, you know, before everything was connected to the internet, but, uh, uh, you know, younger people now, I mean, that's all they've known. And it's important, I think, for them to realize that uh, you know, trucking is no longer as much of a uh, technology laggard as it used to be, you know, it's well, at the cutting edge in all cases, but, you know, there's been a lot of uh, technology adoption. Well, another aspect that we're not even looking at, too, is the fleet maintenance side of the industry, right? You bring any truck into any shop anywhere in North America, they don't go in there thinking, oh, what's the sound it's making? What is wrong? The first thing they do, they plug into that truck's ECM. And even being a technician, like a mechanic from 30 years ago, is nothing like what a technician is in today's age. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's all is very digital. It's, you know, still wrenches to turn, but you're, you're, you know, you're it's a using whole a other laptop and yeah, it's very high tech. Now the, the vehicles themselves are very high tech pieces of equipment and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see them at uh, big trade shows like, you know, CES, big technology yeah. show in Las Vegas and the truck makers yeah. are there now. Um, yeah. that, that wasn't the case 10 years ago. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, at all. So, it's another example, but uh, another aspect of technology that I think is interesting is uh, all this telematics data, these driver scorecards, you know, they can be used to support uh, performance-based pay or bonuses or uh, special recognition for top performing you know, drivers. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that, Guy. You know, how do you guys you know, use this data um, to incentivize drivers? You mentioned sort of the, the gamification approach, uh, but... You know, how do you use the data to you know, kind of spur uh, continuous uh, improvements among your drivers and, and how much of an effect does that have? Well, we, we have two ways of actually looking at that data. So on the, the first part is we'll call it the Isaac scorecard as well as the speed gauge scoring system. That's kind of built into the same platform. The scorecard through our telematics program rates the driver over the course of a month. It gives them all these certain parameters that they need to be within. And we want people to be above that cer certain set number. We take that scorecard plus what the, the data that we, we receive from speed gauge. And like I mentioned before, we have a benchmark number of 750, highest score being 850, lowest score being 350. If they get 750 and higher, that adds to the scorecard for the Isaac program, and they can get up to $100 a month in Amazon gift cards 
for that part of the bonus program. But then on a whole other note, we have a safety and performance program. So if someone is getting a lot of incidences on their camera system, if someone is uh, getting into uh, situations where they didn't analyze how they were looking at things or they weren't reporting damages to trailers, that goes on the safety and performance side. And the performance part, that is one scoring system. But what I kind of work with uh, our people at our head office on the safety side of that performance, that will actually give them, I do believe ours is an 80-20 split. So 80% on the safety side. So if they're not getting good speed gauge numbers, if they're getting bad videos, that's going to have a, a monetary effect on their uh, safety score on the safety and performance side. So we have it from two ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but built-in incentivization. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we've we've been they've had drivers speed. and really push them to to be as safe and and efficient as possible. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a lovely thing about having uh, a tool like Isaac or there's a, there's other companies out there, but that's the lovely thing about having a tool like that is you can actually see exactly how your drivers are doing. And if you, if a company is looking towards that kind of technology, they want to have something where the drivers can actually see it because you're going to get more results when a driver sees how they're actually performing than just putting it up on a bulletin board once a month. You know, one other uh, related topic, you know, on on the safety side is uh, insurance costs. You know, this has been a you know, big topic in the industry last several years. You know, of course, we've seen some you know, big you know, nuclear verdicts that have been uh, driving up the cost of insurance and trucking for everyone. Even the the safest fleets out there uh, are seeing their costs go up. Uh, but you know, I think that technology investments, you know, can be part of the answer to, to help mitigating that to some extent, you know, either directly or indirectly. Uh, your thoughts on that, Guy? I mean, do you think that, you know, more uh, more sort of technology-enabled uh, safety program can, can help the industry, uh, especially at least the fleets that adopt the technology, uh, start to, you know, control these costs a little bit? Well, <clears throat> I've been working with dash camera systems for roughly about seven years now. When I first was introduced to them, I thought it was very interesting. People were having dash cameras in their cars at the time. Uh, I did know a few other fleets that had camera systems. Um, I did do a lot of research uh, to bring a certain product into the my uh, previous company. But um, after seeing and working with camera systems, I cannot imagine being involved in a safety department, or even if I was an owner of a company, big or small, I cannot imagine not having a camera system. That is your eyewitness account to everything that happens. And it it is such a, a critical, critical thing in any investigation. Because like, if, if we have an accident, like that's the first thing we do. If it didn't come through as a critical event, we order video and we'll have that video usually within about 20 minutes. We have the video and sometimes it hasn't happened all the time, but sometimes the, the, the responding police department will ask our driver, can you provide us with that video? And sometimes we've had it where we have provided the video within 30 minutes of an incident 
and it changes an officer's opinion. It changes their tone. And next thing you know, that other driver is being charged or it's being investigated more on the other driver. And it, it's, it's just crazy not to have that kind of technology. Now, like you look at camera systems now, they have forward facing, they have cab facing, they have cameras on, on near West Coast mirrors. And in a lot of city applications, you'll even see camera systems on the back of a truck or a trailer. Like the technology is just unbelievable how it's changed over the past seven years. But it's definitely something that any company needs to have in their fleet because the insurance costs alone, the way it was described to me many years ago, a camera system, paying for the camera system will pay for itself after one accident. And that's so true. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that really catch on. You know, I say that, you know, last oh, several years, especially, uh, it's becoming almost an industry standard to, and even, you know, an independent owner operator put, you know, a dash cam up. Um, you know, it's, is liability protection. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's uh, you know, otherwise it could just come down to, to your, your word versus somebody else's. And, you know, the statistics show that, you know, professional truck drivers uh, on average are safer drivers uh, significantly yep. than the average, you know, general motoring public. Uh, so that's going to work in your favor much more often than not if you're a, a safe company. Uh, yes, 100%. And, uh, you know, this has been a great conversation, Guy, but um, before I let you go, I, I do want to just open it up to you to share any maybe, you know, final thoughts or words of advice you may have for your industry peers out there on how they can, you know, help make their drivers be, you know, their best, both in terms of safety and efficiency. Well, the number one thing is being open. You have to be honest with people. You can't, you can't hide the technology. Right. And I've seen it over the years with uh, camera systems, how they say, oh, yeah, that's Big Brother monitoring me. It's George or Orwell kind of scenario, like there's cameras everywhere. Right. But camera systems are there to protect a driver. They are the eyewitness account to what is happening. But let's face it, there's different kinds of technology out there. So if you're going to pick a dash camera system and you want to incorporate it in your fleet, you got to do your research. You just can't pick a company that is gone, that's here today and then gone tomorrow. Because in that situation where you need that information, you need it readily available to you, you don't want to invest in, in that technology with a company that is not going to stand up to their products. That's a big thing. Same thing goes for any kind of ELD program uh, here in Canada. It is a little bit different than the, the U.S. Uh, in regards to testing of those different programs. But uh, you have to do your research on it and you have to be open with your drivers. You talk about how you're going to use the technology and you show them firsthand this is how it works. Right. And you don't have that mindset that you're only going to use it to come down on them. You your job of working in a safety department is, is purely education. You want to educate people to be better and better and better every day they're out on the road. Because driving a truck these days is totally different than it was 20 years ago. You're dealing with a lot more cars, a lot more traffic, a lot more bicycles, motorcycles, you name it. Everything is out there. And there's a lot of bad drivers out there, right? So using this technology it will ensure your drivers are the best drivers out there, but it's an investment. And that's why companies and fleet managers and safety managers, 
they got to take some time and they don't pick the first product. They got to do some research, talk to, to other companies. And like, I know when I was involved in that aspect, uh, earlier in my career, I talked with other companies and I, I got to know people at, in different safety departments. And I know Crisca does that here where we, we consult with other companies on different uses of technology. And uh, it's a major investment, but it's, it's an investment that pays off for you. Well, I think that's a, a, a great bit of advice to, to end on. So thank you again, Guy, for, for joining the program and, and sharing your knowledge. I think it's been very insightful and uh, always great to chat. Thank you very much for the interview, sir. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original questions. How can telematics data and in-cab coaching empower drivers to be at their best and raise the bar for fuel efficiency? And how can fleets effectively coach drivers to help them reach their full potential? As we've heard during this episode, the way that a driver operates a commercial vehicle can have a major impact on overall fuel economy. By presenting real-time performance data and active coaching in the cab, drivers have the ability to proactively improve their driving performance while they're out on the road. And beyond that, driver training and coaching are cornerstones of a company-wide commitment to building a culture of safety. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. Also, let us know how we did by texting TT Survey to 571-622-0001. And of course, we'll be back soon with a fresh episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.